And we're live. Welcome to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and I'm your host for the show. Uh, we got an amazing topic today, uh, talking about trust-based selling with a, a, an absolute authority on the topic that is joining me here in a few minutes. At Daily Confidence, we share tips, strategies, and actionable advice that you could use on a daily basis to boost your confidence in different areas of your business. And uh, during the, uh, uh, what you might call it, show and after the show, we always do draws for gifts. And if you want to enter the draw for the gift, if you like the show, subscribe to our channel, comment, ask questions, if uh, and engage if you're live and or after the show, we uh, still monitor the feed. And if you know a friend that could benefit from the topic that we're talking about here, tag them on the list. You still, nah, what you might call it, uh, enter the draw. And if you write a, a, a review about our show on Google, on uh, Apple, Spotify, and different places, still you enter, enter the draw. So uh, another thing I'm going to announce is the confidence giveaway is coming up uh, during the week of uh, March 31st to June 6th. Uh, the confidence giveaway is a giveaway uh, that is designed to share gifts with coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs to help them boost their confidence in different areas of business. So if uh, if growing your list and serving more people from around the world is on your radar, joining the giveaway uh, might be a good idea. I'm going to share the uh, link here on the chat box so you can uh, check it out in the comments, and it's going to be in the descriptions of the show as well. So my guest today is Ari Galper. Welcome, Ari. Thank you, Saf. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. And today we're talking about trust-based selling. Ari, where are you logging in from? Uh, actually, from Sydney, Australia, but I'm from the U.S. originally. Very nice. And what time? What time is it there right now? Is it like five in the morning or something? Uh, about six thirty a.m. I'm used to it now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You must be an early riser. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff what's the is it winter there right now uh it's coming on winter yeah get a little chillier now yeah opposite oh, of right. yeah, yeah you guys are like the exact opposite we're getting close well it's summery up here no no springish up in canada like one day it gets like a little warm next day right. it snows half a meter and then it gets <laughs> warm so we're like we're like always on our toes and, and we always have our jackets ready yeah <laughs> on demand on demand like our winter winter stuff doesn't go away that often sure you know so um let me do the proper introduction to ari and then we're going to dive right into it now ari Galp galper is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and has been featured in the ceo magazine forbes inc magazine sky news and the australian financial review Ari has created a unique and different sales approach uh, based on trust and integrity called Unlock the Game, designed so the dread act of chasing and the painful experience of rejection is eliminated forever, a feat never thought possible until now. Welcome, Ari. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am excited uh, to uh, do this interview. Now, for those of you who are watching or listening, over the past uh, few episodes, uh, we've had a few sales professionals. Now, sales is one of those things that people have a lot of hiccups around and they, they have a lack of confidence, for lack of a better term. And so I think the past few episodes and, and what we're talking about today would be a really good booster for uh, sales and boosting your confidence and becoming um, uh, you know, more confident when it comes to sales. And we got a few different professionals for you to reach out and, uh, you know, consult with them, ask questions and get some coaching to get your, uh, sales to the next level. And also if you're watching and listening, if you have any questions about trust-based selling for Ari, pop it in the chat box and we'll do our best to, uh, address those questions. So Ari, what is your story? 
Well, you know, I'm you got the accent from the US. I'm from California originally. Met my wife on a dating site online 20 years ago. She's from Sydney, Australia. She's working in Los Angeles. Actually, it's pre-swiping. This is like the days where you email somebody and you have the photo and a profile. That's about it. <laughs> and uh, we started dating uh, back then. And then we, she said, why don't you come to Australia, visit my family in Sydney? I was like, wow, it's a long trip, but I'll give it a try. So came out to Sydney. Uh, we got engaged uh, here. And then we ended up starting our life here. And um, been here for 20 years now. And uh, real briefly, I just mentioned that... Um, uh, our first gift came to our lives about a year after we were married, and that's our son Toby. And uh, he has special needs; uh, he has Down syndrome, and we're and he's an amazing boy, and he's my inspiration. And I wanted to kind of theme today because he's very transparent, very loving, very open. So if you know anybody who has Down syndrome, you know how special they are. So I'm going to theme that today around my approach um, as I keep going today. Love it, love it, and. Um... Is that your only child, or you have more? I've got two. I've got a son, other son, Nathan, uh, 14 now, and uh, Jamie, who's 12. So, uh, yeah, they're a handful, but they're great, and they inspire me. And um, it's very much what I'll be talking about today is how to stay centered and balanced in your life, but be still be very successful in the game of selling. Love it. And so what do you do, and who do you serve? So I specialize in this area called trust-based selling, which we'll talk about today, which is really a major mindset shift. And I'll talk to you about that because it's going to be about you. And you mentioned earlier how for some people it's challenging to make the sale, it's challenging to play the game. The reason why it's challenging for people is because we view it as a battle. We go into battle. We put our sales armor on. We're ready for bullets. We fight that battle to win that day. Well, that's the old mindset. That's the old way of thinking. I'll discuss today a new way of thinking, a new mindset that will transform your thinking in a way where you'll realize selling can be authentic, easy, and super successful if you deprogram yourself from the old way of thinking. So a bit of a tip there as we talk into this and go into this today and kind of share with people some ideas around that. Love it. Love it. All right. So tell us about trust-based selling. What is the definition of trust-based selling? Well, the I think I think... I think that the core definition of it is that your goal with someone is not to focus on selling. Your goal is to focus only on trust building. When you focus on trust building only with someone, what happens is they feel they feel connected to you and they feel you they want to work with you. And I'm going to unpack that today in different layers. And it might make sense if you like to kind of give you a quick sense of the story behind how I mentioned this and how where, where it came from. We can roll into more tips around that and ideas let you know stuff like that if you want absolutely please give us the story behind uh how you got into this whole thing sure so about before i came out to australia i was a sales manager in a software company and we lost the first online website tracking tools like data collection it's now called google analytics i'm yep. sure you heard that before but back then yep. we were the first one to create that online tool and i was managing 18 people underneath me at the time and the big leads came across my desk the big opportunities this one deal came across my desk, this contact, and you recognize the name, real big company, lots of websites, big opportunity. If I close this one sale, it will double the revenue of the business in one sale. That's how big it was. So I got the lead. I called the contact back. We had a nice conversation. We agreed to a, a conference call and a demonstration of our product. This is, you know, it was early days. So this first time they had seen their data being collected. So uh, it was pretty exciting. It was Friday. Uh, Four o'clock in the afternoon, the whole company was giving me high fives. And they're like, "All right, good job." Because if I get this sale, everyone gets a bonus at the end of the year. That's how big it was. So a little bit of pressure on me, but I was pretty calm. And I went in the conference room with my with our my director, my CEO, and I closed the door behind me. A big long conference table. In the middle of the table is a speakerphone. You know the ones with three legs on it. No corporate speakerphones. Looked like a spaceship on there. So uh, yep. I, I dialed the number they gave me. The phone rings. He picks it up. He says hello. I said, "Hey, how's it going, John?" And and he and, and I said to him, and he says to me, "Oh, Ari, let, let let me let us tell you who's with us on the on the line today." I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know someone else would be there." Next thing I hear is, "My name is Mike. I'm CEO." I was like, "Wow, CEO of a whole company? It's crazy." My name is Julia. I'm head of global marketing. Wow, global marketing. This is perfect. My name is Mike. I'm head of IT. I mean, everybody on this call, Mustafa, was basically a decision maker. I mean, this is wow. a call we hope you get as often as possible because they're all there at one time, right? Tough one, so, eh? 
Exactly. So I began to introduce myself. Uh, then I started giving a live demo over the web to show them what it looked like to collect their information in advance on one of the websites we did it ahead of time. I'm showing this to them on the internet via webinar. And I start hearing this noise on the phone call like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How do we install it? How do we use it? How does it work? Who are your case studies? What's technology? You know, they have all the right kinds of questions. I had all the right kinds of answers. I mean, I was competent. I knew what I was doing. I was calm. I was trained in sales. I had all the books at home. I had the CDs in my car back then, you know, the university in your car thing. And I went to the seminars. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. There was so much chemistry on this phone call, Mustafa. It was like, like a love fest on the phone. Very nice. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There was so much chemistry going back and forth. I was getting the high five back here from my boss. I'm actually like, Ari, nice job. You know, going back and forth. An hour goes by. They're happy. I'm happy. The call kind of comes to a close. And my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give us a call in a couple of weeks. Follow up with us. And we'll move this thing forward. And I said to myself, oh, oh thank you, God. God. I was so happy. <laughs> and, I, and I said my, my goodbyes. I took my arm and my hand and I reached for the phone to hit the off button on the middle of the table where the speakerphone was. And so I'm reaching for the off button by complete accident. Now I say divine intervention. My thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button by complete accident. And a small click happened and they thought I hung up the phone. In that split okay. second, a voice inside of me says, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. You got nothing to lose. Listen to the call. And so I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Oh. Now, this is not a trick question, but what might you think they, I, I should have heard on that call? What would you expect to have heard in the call after a call like that? A lot of good stuff, I guess. They, they yeah. Said and, and yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, you, I, you, I guess that's what you would hear. Yeah. Yeah. You'd expect things like, hey, this is great. Let's give them a call. You'd expect momentum towards the end, right? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what this had verbatim, word for word. I'll never forget it. That's why we're here today. What they said was this they said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information. And make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Interesting. Right? In heart twist. Mustafa, I was in a state of shock. I couldn't believe it. And I snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall and said to myself, what did I do wrong? I did everything I was supposed to do. Built rapport, was competent, was nice, listened. And the first big epiphany hit me. And you can tell me if you're good at this or not. That somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? Yeah. It's okay to say things like, sounds good. Send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested without having any intention of what? Buying. Exactly. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is going on. Uh, then I had a big breakthrough. I realized that that moment. There is an invisible river of pressure that flows underneath your sales process inside each conversation you have with somebody pre-sale. Now, you can't see it, and they can't see it, but it is there. And I realized if I can figure out a way in a system to remove the pressure from the process, then I'll build enough trust with someone to have them feel comfortable telling me the truth of where we stand so I'm not chasing ghosts anymore and hoping the sales were closed. And that became my whole unlock the game trust-based mindset revolution where the mindset shifts from letting go of the sale to focusing on deep trust with people. And that ironically creates a whole bunch of sales. Got so you figured out afterwards that trust wasn't built enough on that call. Correct. There was or before the call. Right, because we've been conditioned and programmed to focus on selling, which is our goal, not focus on deep, genuine trust, which is their goal. See, they've got a problem. All they want is someone they can trust to solve it. They don't care about how you fix it. The whole time they're thinking to themselves, do I trust him? Do I trust him? Do I trust him? They're not saying, oh, do we like this product? It's trust that's missing 
And I figured this out 20 years ago. And now we have you know hundreds of thousands of people using our approach. But the key here is it is a mindset shift to let go of the sale and go deep in the trust-based selling process. And I'll share some ideas today on how that all works. Absolutely. Um, uh, well, uh, well, hey, George, Nader, Troy, thanks for joining us. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to pop it in the chat box about trust-based selling as Ari is sharing his stories and his experience with us. Now, what happened after that, Ari? What, how did you nail down that this was actually a trust issue and not a presentation matter? Maybe your uh, brochures were not speepy enough or, you know, how did you figure out that, you know, this this is the problem? Well, they gave me every indication that they actually loved this product. They said it was the dream. It's what they hoped they'd get. But with their hidden agenda, which I discovered through the truth, was they were just using me to shop someplace else. Oh. So in retrospect, people always ask me now, if I if I knew now what I knew 20 years ago, how would what would I have done differently, right? What would you have done differently? <laughs> and the answer to that is I never would have had the call. Really? I would discovered on our first conversation with the gentleman what the true agenda was. And that's the key I'll be talking uh, about today. I'll be talking looking. about ways to get to the truth from the beginning, not the end. Love it. That's how you qualify and uh, filter to your people. I, I can't wait to hear more about that. So um, before we get into that, tell us what some of the myth about uh, people have about sales. Yes, so there's three core myths that are still lodged in the back of our mental hard drive. I've got to reboot people to be ready for this new concept because it is a bit of a shift. The first one, you probably heard of this one, it's called sales is a numbers game, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very common one where we're taught that the more contacts we make, the more sales we should be making. Yeah. Well, you know, we discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation. Not how good you are and how many contacts you make, but how good you are at trust building. Love it. What's the next one? The next one is that the sale is lost at the end of the process. I'm sure you've been there before, so have you people listening where you've had a deal pending, you work hard for it, and the end is supposed to come through, it just drops out, just disappears on you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So we discovered that the sale now is not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's now lost at the beginning. Actually lost the hello. And I'll show, prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning, Mustafa, and you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through mind in about three seconds? Get me out of here. <laughs> it's over at... Hello. Not interested. Done. Over at hello. <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting that your folks are all making outbound calls, but I will make the case today that your most of your people listening now are losing their sales, not at the end of the process. They're losing it where? At the beginning. At the beginning. And that'll mm. shock people as we're hearing this, this, this recording today. They're going to go, oh, my God. After all these years, I thought it was about the... The, the close turns out it was lost way in the beginning. And I got and I got All one right. more. I got one All more. right, what is it? The last myth is the idea that rejection is part of the sales game. If you can't take rejection, if you don't have a thick skin, if you're not tough enough, you're not made for success. You know, that's the old sales manager who got beat up over the years said, hey, you know, if you can't take a no, you're not made for it. You know, we discovered in our research that uh -huh. rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do that cause the other person to put their, their wall up, push back on you, and you get thrown back. And I'll share with you today what those triggers are, which will blow your blow your mind. Love it. So, so far we got sales uh, is a numbers game, but it's actually a matter of how deep you go with um, your prospect. Yep. Second was uh, sales is lost at the end, but it's actually lost in the beginning. Yes. And then uh, the third one was rejection is, is triggered. Part of sales. Is, is part of sales. That was the myth, but it's actually triggered by our behavior and how we run the show, basically. Totally. All right. So tell us more about that. How do we, uh, let's start with the first one. Sales is a numbers game, but it's all about how you go, how deep you go with your prospect. 
how deep do we go and how do we actually go deep? Sure. So your 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 goal with our approach is not the sale. Your goal is the truth mm -hmm. to create a, what I call a bubble of vulnerability with the person, so they feel comfortable trusting you at the human level, authentically, and they feel comfortable telling you the truth of what they feel, what they're actually saying. I'll give you an example if you want of this, uh, a quick story around this. Recently, I had a, a phone call uh, that came to my office, got through my team, got to me, and I picked the phone up and I heard this. I heard Mr. Galper. I said, yes. He says, my name's, I'll change the name, John Johnson. I'm with XYZ Company. You recognize the name, they're a global business. And he says, I'm with XYZ Company. Uh, and we're looking to bring someone in to change our sales thinking and our, our, our upgrade our skills for a whole sales team. We're looking at you and two other people right now. We'd like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Um, why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. Huh. He says this to me, of all people in the world, you know? So uh, I took a deep breath. I, I, I lowered my voice. I got centered in my approach as I teach. And I proceeded to say this. What I said was this, I said, well, isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. There's more, it's coming now, but that, that's the first thing I said. Then I said this, I said, over here, our company, we have a very similar process to you, where we ask some questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit, and if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that would you be open to that uh-huh and next thing i heard was dead silence not a word i was like oh my god he's still there then i have this he like he breathed he 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 uh, he sense says relief of breath comes out of his voice and then he i can tell he lowers his shoulder he just calm he loses his armor he becomes human again he lowers his voice and he says to me he says uh okay what kind of questions do you have for me Interesting. So you just turned the table around right away. And you're like, all right, let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> next thing I know, next thing I know, within five minutes, I discover one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he's just curious as to what I do. And off he went to YouTube, whatever, and I hung up the phone. Now, what did my process just save me months of? Headaches and going back and forth and follow ups and exhausting frustrating it's called chasing ghosts exactly it, it's like it, there's this drug in our bodies and it's latent and it's triggered with inbound calls like that you know the drug is called uh-huh it's called hopium you know the hopium drug okay. Where oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah yeah i get that you're so excited <laughs> you hope it's gonna work out you tell your team i got the phone call you're you're on a high and you call them back and you get there voicemail like what he's not even there then what do you do next you go to your computer and you write hi i'm writing you to follow up on our conversation so i'm going to ask your listeners right now and viewers to take a verbal oath with me not a legal one but a verbal one to never again use this phrase i'm about to give you post re ever again in the world of business now i'm going to give it to you right now to everybody but for those who've been in sales for, for a long time this might hurt just a bit is that okay mustafa Sure, go for it. I'm going to ask you all to never again use the phrase follow-up ever again for the rest of your life after this recording. What should we use or say instead? What's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up? Sales. Sales. You <laughs> call it a follow-up and you're sending the message. You're one of the stereotypical people they hate. I'm calling to move things towards my sale. Oh, there's a few more classic ones. Remember this one? I'm just giving you a call to check in. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. There's one more. I'm giving you a call to touch base. These are these are like yeah. classic 1980s languaging that just sends the wrong message. So we have our own language we created called trust-based languaging. It replaces sales languaging that you're used to. And here's what you say instead. You say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation any feedback on our proposal any feedback on our last meeting see feedbacks going backwards not forwards towards a sale your goal and here it is this is a bomb about to drop right now your goal is not to move the sales process forward 
because that's putting pressure on them. They know the game. They know what it's all about. The minute you try and do that, you've lost them. Now, they're nice to you, but you're playing the game with them. If you instead reverse it, take the pressure out, and you're present with people, they'll open up to you and tell you the truth. You know where you stand. That's hmm. just one small sample there of languaging. I'll share more if you'd like, but that's a sample of what I mean by that model. Please do share more, but I'm just going to reiterate what you just said. So instead of saying follow-up, calling to follow-up, you would say, I, I'm just looking for feedback on our meeting. Do you have any feedback for me? Right? Yeah. Do you, have any do you have any thoughts or feedback on our previous conversation? And that's so do you, do you reckon that there is more, you get more response, responses with that phrase versus? Oh, you, you, you'll be in a state of shock when you try this tomorrow. Anybody try this tomorrow. Try it today. Watch what happens. When you say to somebody, I'm just giving you a call, see if you need feedback on our conversation, they'll start talking and talking and talking. And you'll be like, oh my God, this guy was right. Ugh. You, your entire career. See, we're so conditioned to focus on the yes, that all of our languaging is still comes from the past, from 1980s and 1990s sales approaches that don't fit post-COVID world. People know when they're in a sales process, they know when they're being pursued, they know, and when they feel like you're in chase mode, you've lost them. You're now playing the numbers game, it's over. You're, you're in la-la land, hoping you'll make the sale. It'll never happen that way. You have to get the truth people and not play that sales game anymore. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So um, next one you said was you lose the sale at the beginning, not the end. How do we how do we tackle that? What's the approach? Yes. Okay. So there's typically two scenarios, right? So one scenario is if you're doing outbound calls. For those of you doing outbound calls, you know, cold calls, whatever, uh, we have some work around that. I'll give you a quick tip on that real fast. But sure. uh, if you if typically when you make outbound calls, it kind of goes like this. Hi, my name is Mustafa uh, and I'm with uh, one, you have a, how are you today? Or do you have a few minutes? Or we do this, whatever it might be. And as you know, the minute you say that, it's over because they associate yeah. you exactly with the negative, stereotypical salesperson, which they hate. So we have a different approach. Starts with this Hi, my name's Ari, and I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment. And I'll say it again I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment and you wait and you wait and you wait until they say to you how can i help you that's called a two-way dialogue at hello for those of you used to getting slammed at hello that's how you open doors don't close them now i didn't say where i'm from that's not relevant i'm all i'm looking for is a connection because as far as they're concerned, I could be a, a client, an investor, the IRS, they don't know. So yeah. they're going to say to you, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. That's called trust building and hello. Then you start and you go into, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open to some different ideas on insights, on ways to address the issues of, and you plug in the problems that you help people solve. You do not talk about your solutions. So our whole flip, Mustafa. It's like too early. They, you don't even know if they want, if there's a need for it. Our whole flip in the model is that you do not do a sales pitch ever. You so go what do you do instead? Do you get them to sell you and ask you, can you help me? Or no, what you do is you go into the call. If you know your market already, you probably already know what the core three problems are that they have. It's not a mystery to you. You enter the conversation addressing their issues from the beginning. And if they have those issues, they'll acknowledge them. When they acknowledge the issues that they have, then that creates a connection. And it's a connection that's with them, not your solution. They don't care about how you solve it. What they care about is do you understand them first? That's called authentic trust. When people say to themselves, wow, he gets me. He understands our world. And that's how you enter a conversation without the battle going on. That's that's outbound. Now, the other piece of the puzzle is when you have a scheduled call with someone, assuming they're qualified, they're pre-scheduled. So I'm, I told you earlier today before our call that I'm working on a new book coming out called The One Call Sale. And um, The One Call Sale is a system I created recently that allows you to uh, onboard somebody, make the sale on one 
scheduled conversation, assuming they are qualified, right? Uh, I recently had a client mine, a financial advisor, uh, who came, who's a private client. I said, how's it going? And he started with me and he's like, terrible. I go, what do you mean? I've lost three clients, this, 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 this three deals this week. I said, what happened? Well, we have a three-step process. Step one is we qualify them. Step two is we do a discovery call. Step three is we do whatever. I said, why, why are you doing three steps? He said, that's what the industry is doing. I said, well, how's that working for you? Do the whole thing on one call. The only reason why you're going to three steps is because you don't know how to build trust with them on the first step. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah. They've got a problem. All they want is someone to solve it. They don't want multiple steps and hoops to go through. They just want to find someone they can trust. And here we are. What are we doing? We're adding steps and information and opt-ins. And they're like, oh, my the process. God. My God, we have lost our way. We've been so conditioned to put obstacles in front of us and the client that we've never been taught before how to create real trust with people. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So uh, while we're at it, how do we build that trust in that first call? Okay, here's how you do it. So the, the call begins. Now here's the kicker on this whole thing. We've been taught over the years by the sales gurus that our job is to build a relationship with someone in the beginning, to get them to like us and know us, build rapport with them. And what I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a bomb right now. All I'm right. gonna say that building relationships pre-sale is a mistake. You only build a relationship with them post-sale, not pre-sale, because trust building is mutually exclusive from, from relationship building. You remove the relationship building part out of the conversation because they know it's fake anyways. They know it's not real. You're not your friend. They don't even know you and hear you. Oh, how's it going? How are your kids? How's COVID? Oh, great. They know it's all bullshit and so do you. So I give you permission to stop building rapport and stop building relationships with people. Now, instead, you focus only on deep trust. And here's how it goes. The call begins. Whoops, the call begins. You say, Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And here's what you say. You say, if you wouldn't, if it'd be okay with you, uh, how about take a step back for a moment, walk me a bit through your story, a bit through your journey, uh, through your current challenges and your current business model, and we'll go from there. So you you quickly position and put the ball in their court and you give them instructions about to share with you, which is their problems. Right from the beginning, you don't sort of spend some time, get to know them first. Then what you know what they start doing? They start to talk. And talk and talk and talk and talk. And that opens up all their issues. Now, you gotta be careful because we're 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 so wired that when we hear someone's problem, our brain goes, ding, oh, he's perfect. I can help with that. Let me tell you what I've got. We've got this. You know, no, you can't you can't jump in and solve their problem prematurely. It's like a doctor-patient relationship, is what I teach it. You're the doctor, they're the patient, right? They say, my shoulder hurts. And you say, let me take a look. Is it over here? Oh, 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 okay, great. You know what? I think we need to take a look at an x-ray at that, uh, uh, ultrasound, to really understand what the problem is before I can provide you with a solution. See, we don't do that in sales. What we do is, you have a problem? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can help you with that. I got case studies. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. I could. See, doctors don't do that. Doctors diagnose first. And then they prescribe. That's right. And... And by the way, this is I'm working on a new bumper sticker. You know what bumper sticker is going to be? What is that? Doctors don't do coffee. Doctors don't do networking. Doctors don't do LinkedIn. Doctors don't build relationships. They don't want to become your friend because they're smart. They know they'll get compliance from somebody if they focus only on the problem and diagnose it. And the, the patient will say, how can you help me, Doc, solve my problem? Because you know what? Your prospects don't want to become your friend. I'm sorry. They want to trust you as someone to solve their problem as a yeah. trusted authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like getting those. And I, I get daily emails. Uh, do you want a website? Do you want an ad? Do you, we, do, we do websites and apps, and we're amazing, and we do SEO, and you should hire us. And they should have start with, do you even care about SEO or your website? And the answer, maybe no. <laughs> what they should be saying is, 
are you losing opportunity because your SEO is not perfect yet? Yeah, because you're not showing up on Google. Do you know how much sales you're losing? I just right. checked you out and you're not showing up. Do you know you're losing 20 grand a month at least? <laughs> exactly, because most people who are trained in sales don't know how to reverse engineer their solution to the client's problems. They're so stuck in their head because their, their identity is their solution. When someone says, oh, what do you do? Oh, we do SEO, websites, insurance, consulting. See, our identity is our solution. So when someone says, what do we do? We go, oh, we, which is not the place to start with a new prospect. You start with their problem. So when someone says to you, what do you do? You don't describe your solution. That's dumb. You say, we help business owners solve three problems. Get new leads, convert them, and keep clients for life. Then I go, oh, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Simple. Here's what I do. Get new leads, convert them, and keep them forever. But it doesn't describe oh. how I do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't. the customer doesn't care about your solution. Oh, man. You're they're, like. They're, they're not even qualified to determine whether your solution is best for them. They're not even an expert in what you do. And here we yeah. are. Here's a demo. Here's yeah. what we do. Here's what we, we're, we're, we got it all backwards. Oh, yeah. It's like that That whole three words or phrases that you just like, we find leads, convert them, and keep them, right? It's like that replaces a five- or ten-minute speech. It's like when you ask them, what do you do? And they, they just start doing, uh, you know, info puking on the prospect, and they never stop. And the guy's like, oh, okay, then uh, let me talk to my cousin, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> you know what? That goes to what you just said is important, Mustafa, because that goes to the to the notion that we're our job is to do free consulting, free education, give value away, give value away. I tell my clients, stop giving value pre-sale. That's the dumbest thing to do. The whole world's doing that right now. Instead, focus on giving them clarity on their problem not value of the solution because they don't care about your solution. And why are you doing free consulting anyways? Are you are you a nonprofit or something? Stop educating people. That's the world will be more education right now. All right. So you're saying don't do value before they buy? Absolutely not. That makes right. no sense because when you start giving too much value, you know what they say? They say, oh, this is great. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. Let us digest this for a bit. I'll get back to you next week and we'll go from there. You know what you end up doing? You end up chasing them and chasing ghosts and you're in a dysfunctional relationship now where yeah. you're pursuing them, you're degrading your positioning and now you guess what you become? The salesman everybody hates. Yeah, or they go spend their money somewhere else. Do not educate people on your solution. Hmm. So give us a little more detail on that as to how should people do it? Like you, you're like, all right, once we interact, once we engage, then we will share the solution with you. But before that, we're just going to identify if you have a problem and if I can fix it. And if I do, then we'll, we'll get us started with providing and fixing the problem. There's, right? a missing, there's a missing piece in that, which I'm talking about in my, in my program, but there's a, the piece to bridge the bridge from the problem. So here's the key. When you unpack their problems, it's called going down the iceberg. When you can go down five levels deep down their problems, you help amplify the issues and ROI the losses because of them. You have to ask this question. This is the definitive filtering question. You have to ask this. You have to ask, is this a priority for you to solve once and for all? Or are you happy to live with it for a while? And I'm okay either way. Mm, that's a good question. So is this a pushing problem? Is it pressing? Do you need to is fix it? A right priority, a is priority, a priority for you to solve, or are you happy to live with it for a while? I'm well, okay either way. I'm, I'm writing this down. That's fine. That's the juncture. That's the crossroads. If they say, yeah, yeah, Mustafa, I, I definitely want to deal with this once and for all, then you say, great. If it's okay with you, what might be helpful is if I walk you through my roadmap, my process map for how I help clients like yourselves 
solve your problems. And this is where we do consulting with people. We help people lay out and develop what we call a sales roadmap, which is a process map that walks them through not your solution, not your demo, not your benefits, not your levels of your coaching program, no. But instead, you walk them through a roadmap, a visual roadmap tool of the process in which you solve their problem. And they're now buying the process, not buying your solutions. Love it. Gang, if you're watching or listening, uh, if you have any questions about what we're talking about, which is trust-based selling, if you have any questions for Ari, pop them in the chat box and in the comments, and then we'll do our best to address them. So, so far, what I would main take it was for me personally was um, uh, qualify in the first place before you deliver any value. And then, uh, and then don't do value before they engage. Right. Wait till they pay you before you give away your solution. Okay. Unless you're I, not. I have, I have firsthand experience with that myself. <laughs> Most people have. <laughs> right. All right. Good. Good advice there. So, Ari, what are the core principles? behind your approach that how, how how do you go about you do this whole thing so i'll share with you a couple for, for the first one is the principle of what i call always be diffusing pressure always be taking pressure out of the conversation always and be conscious of it let me give you an example of this so we designed our own what we call trust-based languaging which i mentioned before which is triggers for um that, that build trust with people we have a whole set of languaging mapped against every single scenario let me give you one right now that, that proves this point. So let's let's say, for instance, you have a call with somebody, a first conversation, and they're qualified. It's a good call. It's going well. They look like they're going to be a buyer, and the call kind of comes to a close. What are we trained to do typically at the end of a call like that? What do we say to someone normally? If it looks like a good fit, we say to them what? How about we what? How about we schedule another call? Exactly. How about we move yeah. things where? Forward. Forward towards the sale. sale, right? But what happens if you try and move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet? What do you break right there at the beginning of your process with them? Trust. You've lost them. Yep. So same scenario, our approach, okay? Call's going well, good opportunity, could be qualified, looks good, chemistry's been nice, call comes to a close. Rather than saying, hey, how about we go this direction? Forward. What we say instead is this. We say... Where do you think we should go from, from here? here? Love it. And I'll, and, and I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Hmm. Now, what 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 is happening here? What's What am I doing here? Getting permission, I guess. I'm shifting the power to them. Mm -hmm. And usually when, I, when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? They're usually in a state of shock. They can't believe somebody's asking them what they want to do. This is so foreign to them because they're so used to people pulling them down a linear process. They know where they're going and they know the game and the guards up and they're 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 seducing you with little stuff you need to know. And you're like, oh, this is great. They're not telling you the truth. I promise you. At the end, you find out it was lost in the beginning. So. Here's what's interesting about this. When you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? What happens is they say things like, uh, well, I've got one more question. Or, well, what, what about this? All of a sudden, you know what comes out? The truth. And that's your goal. Your goal is to build trust with people in the beginning so they feel comfortable telling you where you stand. You're not playing the, the ghosting game. and wondering oh, oh, my God. So... I I love that man. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about sim simplicity. That's that's my keyword. Everything that we do is all sim simple marketing, simple this, simple that, and simple sales is is like <laughs> it's like you're speaking my language. It's like instead of five calls, let's just do one call, <laughs> and <laughs> don't waste your time throwing a bunch of wet spaghetti to the wall and see if that. The, the value of spaghetti are, are going to get you anything. 
if you're if you're chasing people right now in your model and your in your business, you're playing the numbers game. You're the problem, not them. Mm-hmm. Not your product, not the competition, not your price. No, it's not some external problem. It's you. Your approach has caused you to chase them into multiple steps when you could have had them at hello. Love it. Love it. Uh, anything else you want to share about the principles on how you, uh, your approach? I'll just mention that about rejection, the triggers of rejection. Now, what did you notice, Mustafa, when I said, where do you think we should go from here? The way I said that. You slowed down, you paced it out, and you toned, you brought your tone down, which kind of gives you a sense of control. And then you're throwing the ball in their, their court and asking permission. Yeah, so delivering different yeah. all right then uh, all right we do all right are you ready to buy now would you can i have your credit card <laughs> not scripted. hey we should go over this is natural language you got to be calm lower your voice create space between your words because what happens is we speed things up because we're excited oh great but you know what that creates momentum when you create momentum with people their guard goes up you got to learn to slow things down to create space for them to engage inside your world. You can't move quick, and that's what happens. Even though you're a professional and your heart's in the right place, you don't even know it, but you're moving quick because you're hoping to get to the next what? Next, next step, which is exactly the brainwashing you have to deprogram from immediately. And so what I'm noticing is if you don't ask that question, what you're going to get is – the chasing game or they're going to BS you be like, Oh, I need to talk to my wife and cousin and the grocery store clerk and get their opinion about my business investment and see what they have to say about this nonsense that I'm bringing up. Right. Versus, you'll be, yeah. versus say, where do you think we should go from here? Yeah. Cause that gets the truth. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, 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 and it goes back to your, to the thing you said earlier saying we never want to sell. And I learned this, I don't know from who, they said people want to buy, they don't want to be sold. It's like you give them the chance to bring up the objections and and guide you about what they want. And there's that hidden, hidden, uh, hidden uh, objection, which you may never hear if you start pushing and getting all salesy and and, and, and all that, which I, I absolutely love it. Gang, if you're watching or listening, Ari is sharing some, some great value, just like dropping value bombs, like right, left, and center. And if you have the any questions, pop in the chat box. Yes. Yeah. Any questions, feel free to ask me now while we're still here. But um, the funny thing is on this, over the past 20 years, here's what some people do. Some are on the extreme side who are pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. And some over here go, I don't do that. I'm just, I don't sell. I'm just me. I just show up. I give value. And if they want to buy, it's up to them. There are two extremes. And they're both wrong. You got to be in the middle where you have a process, but you're focused on the truth of someone. And you have our languaging to activate that. And then what happens is human nature is to trust you and tell you where they stand so you can disengage with them or let them go or move forward. You have to have a framework here for you to see who's a fit and who's not a fit. Love it. Ari, tell us about the gift that you're sharing with our audience. Sure. So we have a free intro course. If you go to www.unlockthegame.com, it's a chance to get some more insights uh, and more information and more languaging that I've talked about today to really get a better sense to see if this approach resonates with you. If it resonates with you, great. Come forward, have a chat with our team or grab one of my books, whatever you like, but but don't be afraid to to let go what you're used to holding out for all these years and asking yourself why it's so hard to difficult to make sales because you know what the world has changed if you're still selling the old way you're in for a lot of pain absolutely absolutely so gang if you're watching or listening to get access to uh, ari's free intro course go to unlockthegame.com. the website address is unlock the game com that's where you get access to his course take a look take a look at his website the books that he's got he is number one authority on trust-based selling 
And if you feel like you resonate with what we talk about here, the simplicity, the mere simplicity of the process that he's shared, reach out, get a hang of him. And when you chat with him, tell him that Mustafa referred me. <laughs> and maybe he will throw something in for you. I'm joking. I don't know. Anyway, so, but uh, uh, I've, I've been around this game for a while. And you're just like sharing some real good stuff here that people could use like starting today. And the, and I'm guessing this is just the umbrella. You're not even touching the surface yet. This is the tip of the iceberg. If you knew what we had behind this at a deep level, it would change your whole life because this applies not just selling, it applies to relationships, kids, your wife, your husband, negotiation. This is trust-based communication. This is real trust with people. If you can master the art of this, all your whole life will transform. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And simplifying this whole sales process gives you confidence, right? That's the whole That's the whole theme of our show. Well, so it, yeah, it, it lets you be centered in yourself. You see, yeah. it's, it, 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 you become the real you. You can take the sales armor off, you become authentic, and they feel that you are for real. And you actually, here's, get this, you actually care about them. Absolutely. You actually care about their problem. That may, that will make a massive difference. When you go, all right, you go from selling to diagnosis and prescription model, the results are going to speak for themselves. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's one thing I can I can say guaranteed. Right? All right. So let me ask you some questions. What are your what are some top two or three books that have made a massive difference in your life or in your business? Well, there's a book by Tim Grover called Relentless. Uh, if you know Tim, he was the uh, coach for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant in terms of their um, you know private coach and all that. And uh, what he talks about is pretty powerful in terms of um, having mental freedom, letting go of all the strings holding on to you, and not being your natural self and, and being your, your elite self and all this really cool stuff and. Uh, I think the word, the book Flow many years ago was really powerful where I forgot the, his last name, but the whole idea is to remove friction and resistance from your life and what you do and flow through your day. And when you master this, unlock the game, trust-based selling, you flow through your day and money flies your way. And you know what? It feels effortless because you're no longer fighting the battle anymore. You're just talking to people and helping them solve problems. Absolutely. Um, any other books? Those are the top two right now. I was just like yesterday or today reading a book about um, uh, about, and I'm trying to look it up here about reducing friction and force to get more results. It's like, and the whole idea was when you put uh, when you try too hard, when there's struggle and there's friction, you're gonna have probably a hard time getting results, right? And so. That, that book flow, uh, uh, I think that probably the same idea. Very similar, yeah. All right. Now, Ari, if you had a Facebook ad or a Google ad where everyone on the internet could see, what would your message be for people? Stop selling. Create trust instead. Trust instead, which is like the theme of what we talked about today. Correct. Love it, love it, love it. What's one piece of advice that made a massive difference in your life? Probably from my dad who always said to me, Ari, if the world and the, and the majority of the thinking is going that direction, always make sure you go the opposite direction. And this approach is contrarian. It is the opposite of what the sales gurus have taught and are teaching today. And it's not for the faint hearted. You gotta be courageous. If you gotta fall on your sword and say, oh shit, maybe I've been doing something wrong for a long time. It's time to go back to school again and learn something new. It takes a bit of the ego shifting, coming in with an open mind and realizing it's time for an upgrade. Love it. I think that approach would work really well in the stock market and in the crypto world. And that is where everyone is selling you buy. <laughs> When they're buying, you sell. <laughs> There's some wisdom in that, isn't there? And it's like, I hear like Warren Buffett talking about that. It's like, 
wherever the market going, just go the opposite. And then you're, you're probably more likely to make more money that way. Correct. So, love it. Love it. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? I'd say most likely to, when you hit a roadblock, turn and keep going. Be, don't, be resilient. Be persistent. Don't get, if you're stuck right now in your business or your sales goals, you're wondering why is it so hard, don't just stay in that spot and go, why is it so hard? Make a shift. Go get a mentor. Get some help. Keep learning. You will crack it. But it's on you to not stick in that corner and, and mope about it. You got to make a change and get some help. And that requires, you know, being humble and saying, hey, I'm 40 years old, 50 years old, however old you are, maybe it's time for me to learn again. Mm -hmm. That vulnerability, I think that would make a huge difference and get them out of the rut. And See, what happens is over time is we kind of get a little bit older and crusty and we say to ourselves, well, I've been to this for a long time and I kind of know the game and I know how to, why is it so hard all of a sudden? Gosh, the economy... We obviously we have this weight on our shoulders, and God, it feels so hard. Well, that's all manufactured by you, because the reality is your success is based on your ability to move forward in your own skill set, and it's very possible that your current mindset is still in the past. Absolutely, um, great, great advice there. I, I'm dealing with some of that right now myself, where. Um, some of the results that I wanted to have were just not showing up and I hit a pause said, I'm going to take a break. I need to get out of my, 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 my daily routine, sit back, relax and figure out what's wrong. Cause I started doing the blame game. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> my alarms. Were I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. I think a lot. I'm. I, I think maybe my internet. Anyway, sure. so I, I'm working on that, and I started. I started. Started looking at Bob Proctor's material about mindset, uh, and uh, just you know, yeah. I so great advice there, and it's a lot easier to look to me personally. At, at, at adding to your point is like for me, it's a lot easier to figure out what the problem is instead of going through denial and blaming and because blaming and denial is just going to uh, keep, keep bringing the same unwanted results basically for me. Train, train yourself to look for answers within yourself. Love it. It's all within you. Absolutely. Ari, this has been an, absolutely valuable and amazing conversation and i feel like we could keep going for another two hours easily very easily is there is there anything that you'd like to add today uh to wrap things up all i can say is this there is money and opportunity flowing around everywhere right now everywhere there's no lack of opportunity in the world right now i promise you that but if you feel like there is lack of opportunity for you. It's something wedged in your subconscious saying either I'm afraid of success or I reached my, my peak or I plateaued. You've got to get some help for a breakthrough. And that's what we're here to do. I'm sure you can help them as well, Mustafa. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for all the wisdom, all the tips, uh, the real action nuggets that you share with our audience today. I really appreciate it. I, pick, I, I picked up some good, some good stuff myself that I'm going to start applying. Um, I actually had a sales conversation yesterday where I, I wish I could say at the end, hey, where do you think we should go from here? And so here was my thing yesterday on my sales call. I'll share it with you because I guess we're talking about sales. And that is I showed up on a call to answer questions. I wasn't there to sell. And I was not in the mood to sell. So I didn't sell. <laughs> the guy, like the guy asked all the questions and I answered all the questions and he was waiting for me to sell. I wasn't there to sell. I'm like, here's the information. I'll, I will talk later, but I'm just not in the mood. And then after I was like, what the hell did I just do? This guy was there to buy. 
then I, I was struggling with myself. And then I gave myself permission to follow through with my feeling. And that was the, that the feeling was I'm not, I wasn't there to sell. I was just there to answer questions. I just didn't feel like selling. Do you have anything to add to that? You ready for this one? <laughs> Go for it. I think we do a little sales therapy right now, real quick, before we hang up. All right, let's do it. You should not be answering any questions on your sales calls. Okay. That's customer service. That's free. You, they should be answering your questions, not you answering their questions, because they themselves don't understand their own problems. When you go to a doctor. They're the one asking you questions about your problems. Hmm. So you, what happened there is you felt you didn't want to sell because selling to you felt like it was work. It was a burden. It was heavy. You don't want to do You don't feel like doing it today. So instead, you said, hey, I'm answering questions. So you gave, you gave away information for free, and then he went away. Right? Yeah. Well, I did ask some questions. No, no, I, I, I know. I'm sure, but I'm trying to say is he's gone, right? He left the call, didn't buy anything. No, right. Yeah. So what, what I'm trying to say is, we've got to work with you to understand that that phone call has to be, have a spotlight at, on diagnose his issues and his problem at such a deep level with him. He says to himself, "Man, this guy gets me." Mm -hmm. Now, if you feel like that didn't get there yesterday, that's what happened because. You didn't go deep enough on his problems. Got it. See, see, he doesn't want to ask questions. What he really wants is for you to feel that you understand him. Yeah, that's true. And that's the whole shift. Once you get this right, Mustafa, I promise you, what will happen is if was he qualified, by the way? Was he the right buyer for you? I think he was. Okay. So uh, if you so get, if you get this right. You should be converting a hundred percent on every call you do from now on. All right. I know it's a real high bar. It's a high bar I'm, I'm leveling out here, but I'm telling you, they're coming to you for a problem. They're qualified. They have money. If they're not onboarding you on that one call, something went wrong. Yeah. Th what was wrong was I just I was just not feeling good. <laughs> That's what was wrong. I, I did ask questions and qualify them and explain the problem and the challenge and whatnot, but I was just not there to sell. No, no, it's yeah. not binary. It's not binary. It's not don't sell, answer questions. It's there's a middle ground that is diagnose only. Got it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Because so the doctor example, doctor comes in to diagnose. Oh, well, what if the doctor doesn't feel like diagnosing today? <laughs> That's how I felt. Then, then he might go to jail if he makes a mistake. That's what happens. Yeah. You see, it's unethical for a doctor to provide a solution or answer questions unless he diagnoses the problem first because he can get sued. He can kill the person with the wrong information. Mm -hmm. That's why you've got to take the responsibility of ethically not providing information to somebody until you fully understand their problem and they own it. Exactly. It's responsibility that we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Ari, thank you very much. Uh, like I said, I think we got to do another call uh, later this year uh, and chat more about uh, what you do and share your expertise on sales and trust-based selling because <clears throat> It's one thing to go out there and try to push and or be afraid and scared of this whole selling process. Uh, 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 sales to business is like water to flour. Sales to business is like food to your body. Without it, you have no business. And so you got to get over it. You got to like it. And um, what, what better way than having trust-based, heart-centered approach to your selling uh, versus either going like uh you, know, you either don't do it because you're afraid of it or do the pushy approach right so go to unlockthegame.com download or uh, sign up for ari's free intro course and if you resonate with him and his message do reach out 
and then uh, we'll go from there. Anything else that you'd like to add before we get going? Look, maybe we'll talk again when my book comes out. Um, it'll be kind of fun. Um, but uh, I, I would just encourage people to not just listen and go, oh, that's a good idea, but reach out to learn more and find out what's behind the scenes here because once you get access to what we have, you'll never look back again. Fantastic. Fantastic. I agreed 100%. Now, gang, if you have questions for me or Ari, pop it to the chat box in the comments. If you uh, have any topics that you'd like me to cover or bring an expert to cover that topic, pop it in the chat box or in the, on the comments and uh, I'll do my best to invite an expert uh, to uh, cover that uh, topic and we'll take it from there. Thank you, Ari. I really appreciate your uh, time and expertise and I look forward to working with you in the future. Now, gang, uh, again, uh, later this month at the end of May, the confidence giveaway is coming up. If you want to grow your uh, email list, uh, hang out with the community and follow a proven model and process to build your list because with uh, uh, your business, you probably need a list of prospects and uh, that might add some value to your business. And having a network of other business owners who could refer to you, uh, we do community building and list building. Last time we did this, people were really happy about it. So if you want to uh, uh, check it out, go to dailyconfidence.show slash join and you could join as a contributor. Uh, check the information, the requirements, and the obligations. And if it's a good fit, then we'd love to have you. Thank you again, Ari. Thank you for joining us, gang. Uh, uh, as usual, if you have any questions, pop them in the comments or reach out to us, and we'll do our best to get back to you. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye now.